Yo. Yo. I don't hear myself. Yo. There we go. What's up? We good now? Yes, sir. We Gucci. Absolutely. Listen, keep dancing. Even though it ain't on, keep dancing, you heard? Wow. Such an amazing intro. I'm stuck on that new one. Yeah, me too. I feel like the night rider right now. Word. I'm sitting in I'm sitting in I'm sitting in the car with Kit. You know what I was in a tunnel <laughs> moving. Doing it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what's Jeez. up? It's your boys. We back. Silverback Chronicles Podcast. It's your boy Big H. I got my brother Dre. I'm right here. Que lo que? Triple C. Yo. It's popping. Maintaining and chilling, bro. That's it. Ten toes down. Ten toes down. Damn. Ain't bothering nobody, you heard? Look how yo, we're aggressive tonight. That beat. Amazing. Amazing. Oh man. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a phenomenal guest tonight. I've been knowing this brother since he's in the same academy class. <laughs> he was my class commander. But uh we developed a bond there and uh it always stayed it always remained the same. Even going to different units, that's still my guy. Fucks with him heavy. He's a supervisor. He's a sergeant, and uh, he's leading the troops the way he should, and he takes care of his troops. Wow. So I was, you know, I was not directly in the class behind you, but the one right behind that. Yeah, y'all had some monsters in your class. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Y- y'all, had, y'all had some monsters in your class. We had fun. Yeah, a lot of punk motherfuckers in there too, but you know, a lot of them are gone. It's crazy because how many we had, Kincaid? So we had 32. 32. Just talking about that the other day. Um, I think we have nine left. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, but the <laughs> nine, but think about the nine that are left. Yeah. Y'all doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a female. Yep. Our little sis that was in your class. Yeah, she in homicide. No, the other one. What's wrong? The one that is on, on your side of things. Oh yes, yes, the, yes, the, yes, yes. La manita, yeah. she's a problem. Yeah, she's a problem. You, uh, I wish I could. He know about her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all doing your thing. Yeah, all class. of us. Everybody's doing well. Homie, that was on the um, that came over the big dude. I don't want to say his name. Which one? The one that he does the uh, intel and all that. You know what I'm talking about? He was in our class. I believe so. Wasn't he? He was in your class. Um, he does intel. I don't want to say which one. Tall dude, he was. He did sign those before he came over. He was on. He was on. Yeah. I wish I could type this. What was? Is he? He's still around. I think just don't see him. I think he was the class after, right? I don't think he was us. He wasn't. I thought he was in your class. Mm -mm. Because there's only one one big dude that was gray. Yeah, gray left. A long time. He went back to the club thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a bar, a club owner. He went back to that. He wasn't in your class. The two biggest in our class was me and Gray. Yeah, I thought it was you and that dude that I'm talking about. Uh -uh. No, no, I, I think I know what he's talking about. Um, he was in corrections before. Yes. Intel for the no, no. Yeah, you're right. Yes, yes. I think he was. He wasn't on the street long, though. No, no, because not because he he had prior experience then. Yeah. They they snatched him up, yo, beast on that on that intel. Stuff. He was he was class Yo. commander of the next class after us. Yeah, 
Oh, dude. so he he was yeah. yeah, So he wasn't with y'all. Nah, oh, all right, my he fault. was class commander. Of his I class. thought you and him. Uh, uh-uh. uh it was it was KK. No, I knew he was the class commander, but mm-hmm. I thought he was with y'all. Nah, oh, no, right, my fault. Next class. Well, he's a beast too, but yeah, y'all got to break down class commander. No, yeah, we're gonna break it down. Yeah, but um, yeah. Before we get into it, I want to introduce my bro. Store sponsors, um, Starbucks USA, all day, every day. Don't forget the discount code, all caps, Silverback Podcast, all caps, Silverback Podcast. Get an additional 20% off your purchase. And um, what else we got? Bond, shout out to Bond House. Listen, it's going to be a household name momentarily. We're about to get up in there, get you something to eat. You're downtown at Fells Point, go to Bond House. It's courtesy of your boys in blue. They'll take care of you. Uh, Dre, what else? Silverback March coming soon. Y'all gonna be looking real good. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the support. And always, don't forget about the website, www.silverbackchronicles.com. And uh, shout out to the world. We love you, everybody. Stay safe. Keep working hard. Keep squares out your circle. Keep God first. And don't get mad, get money, you heard? Now, let's get into it. Shit, what we got over 10 years now, bro? I'm working yeah. on it, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my brother from another, my brother David Kincaid. Glad he came through. What's up, baby? What's up, what's up? Thanks for having me. Nah, thank you Glad for coming over, here. bro. Damn. Running through them butt lights. I like it. My man. Hey, man. <laughs> That's your Gatorade, right? Yes, sir. All right. Let me do a little drinking here sometimes. Just a little bit. Light, light, something light. Light. It says light on the bottle. We're good. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. So, bro, please tell the world where you from? Born and raised, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, you know, we were talking about the academy and stuff, and out of all the people, I think it was one other person other than myself that was actually from Maryland. Um, a lot of guys, you know, New York, New Jersey, yeah. PA. Guess it's a lot more difficult to. Become a cop up there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, born and raised Baltimore, Maryland. Got family from uh, South Baltimore. And, um, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in that. Because one of the things we always hear as police, no matter what, what color you are, hey, man, you don't live here. You don't have family here. You have no interest in, in what we got going on. Your problems aren't our problems. Mm. And, you know, that always hit me because I was like, I mean, I got family. I live in South Baltimore. My father still lives in South Baltimore. He was a victim of a home invasion like two and a half months ago. Wow. You know, three o'clock in the morning, I'm getting a phone no call. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and man. uh He good? Yeah, he's good. I mean, the suspect's not so much because one idiot shot the other one during the home invasion. So. Oh, wow. Genius. Yeah. 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 So, but you know, so yeah, man, I, you know, I always took, uh, took pride in, in uh, the fact that I have family that live in Baltimore, so we do. We have interest. And even if you're not from there, you, we still do. I mean, that's our job, right? Right. Yep. So, um, you know, long family history of police, my family. Absolutely. <laughs> Trying to go back, I think, I'm the fourth fourth generation. Wow. Nice. So, I mean, my grandma, great-grandfather and great-grandmother, they, they did it on the civilian side, but at that time, it was still under the umbrella of the Baltimore Police Department um, back in the 30s and 40s. Mm. Wow. Um, Great grandfather was a hostler, which is a civilian, uh, like horse caretaker. 
And okay. then my, and then Hustler, my, huh? Hustler, yeah. Nice. Not to be confused with Hustler, which is also <laughs> nice, but... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, and, and then uh, my uh, great-grandmother was a crossing guard, so... Okay. And then after that, the rest of us all became police. Wow. And... Uh, I didn't know that, bro. Yeah, my grandfather. Yeah, my grandfather was, uh, you know, he was a homicide detective. He was in the Homicide Life on the Street um, book and the TV series. Um, Michael Baldwin played his character or based off of his life. Okay. So that was, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, I wasn't sure if I was going to do the police thing when I first, you know, got out of high school and stuff. You know, I was in the military. Mm -hmm. I remember my second deployment in Iraq. What, sitting, brand, what branch, bro? Army, Army. My man. Infantry. So uh, I remember we just got done on mission, and I'm sitting there around this little fire. My platoon sergeant looks at me, and he's like, kinky. That's what they call me. Call you kinky. kinky. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. No offense, ladies. <laughs> yeah, no offense. <laughs> and I'm married now, so. Absolutely. You know, it was kinky time. stuff right he's now. Retired. Off the tired. He's retired. off the market. He's right. retired. So uh, he looked at me, and he's like, kinky. You're 20 years old, and you're about to complete your second deployment to Iraq. Mm. What are you going to do for the rest of your life to keep yourself, you know, occupied you know, and not be bored? And I was like, I guess I'll go be a cop. Mm. Just like that. All she wrote. Wow. So, yeah. You know, so it was it was a no-brainer to go to Baltimore. I mean, with the family history. I mean, even when we first came out, uh, I still had uh, three three members of my family. We're um, we're still on. I still have one there, um, that is related through marriage. Nice. But three blood members of the family, one from my mother's side and two from my father's, the, the Kincaid side, were there when uh, we first came out. Your uncle, he was a captain in Northeast. He was. Think, yeah, he there. was a captain. So that's my mother's side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the uh, the highest rank. Um, on the Kincaid's as a sergeant, so I've already achieved that. That's good, my man. And uh, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll hit lieutenant. You're on the path. You know, yeah, hit man. lieutenant, and, and then you know I can I can have that little accolade myself. Because uh, tenure, man, my cousin Jimmy had thirty nine and a half years. I ain't touching that. Oh hell, 39? 39 and a half. Yeah, I ain't Jeez. touching it. What's the sequence? Uh, I don't even remember. I don't even think he, he probably one. a fucking Adam, bro. I don't even remember. Jeez, I mean he was he that was definitely a mid David. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure. I work with a gentleman now. He's a David Five. He has thirty eight years now. God. So, yeah, Jeez. I mean, he's maybe a, a C, wow, or a high B. But he was at Foxtrot, man. He was living the life. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nah, so still, he's still serving. Yeah, so when we were boots on ground, you know, during the riots, he was hovering over, right? You know, watching Pulling all the fun. Everything. Yeah, watching all the fun. <laughs> Not catching the bricks, but hey, it yeah. is what it is. It's right? all good. Mm-hmm. If I could squeeze my tiny cute ass in that helicopter, I'd do it too. <laughs> okay, flying around, baby. And that, and that jumpsuit, you ride in that jumpsuit. You know what I'm saying? Looking Cop like Tom Gunn, son. Looking and like what? Tom Gunn. Coming to look at Tom Cruise. The modern day Tom Cruise, son. Huh? I can picture that. You know what I'm saying? With, right. the, with the high booster? It's over. Kill him. It's over. <laughs> See that? I said go left. You went the wrong way, idiot. You got away, man. Oh my! It just wasn't in my deck of cards, bro. But it's good to fantasize, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I, I don't think that's on. I don't think that's in my career path either. All right? Shit, man. Do we still have crossing guards? Though that was dark. Nah. I, when he said that, I remember. Yo, they were. Listen, they were. They saw a lot. 
When we were growing I could, up, I could imagine. Probably the best witnesses. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Saw a lot. Knew, knew all the kids, knew all the people in the area. The parents. It was, it was a structure, yo. Yeah, like, it was oh structure. My God. Yeah, it's crossing guards at every corner. They could you wouldn't doing that. Yo, they'll be out there in the rain, yeah. rain, sleet, the snow, slush. But between that, between that and the foot, the foot they used to have the foot officers too, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. You wasn't doing nothing, man. Mm. They just knew who you were. They was yo. I'm going to get you. Nah, please don't go get my mother in the mouth. I'll call him and work. I can't even imagine being a cop back then. It's like you need backup and you got to run to the corner. Call the was the call booth? What were they called? Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, call box. Call box, and be like, oh, you know, such and such, come help me, right. and then like fight still. Yeah, my my grandfather was in the '68 riots. He's like, all he had was a a baton. Now that's Bantoon, but it don't it, it doesn't look like the ones we had because he was a detective, mm. homicide, right? So they had smaller ones. So he had that and 18 bullets to his 38. That's it. That's hey, all. Yeah. Wow. I think he uh he had to. I think he was guarding a laundromat or something like that to stop that from getting like destroyed. <laughs> wow, God bless him. Yeah, crazy. Mm. 30, 39 years? That's a lot. That's a long time, bro. I mean, we got a couple we got a couple guys rolling around like that now with us, but I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. No. No. I'm do my 25 and we out. I mean, yeah, mental health, man. Mental health Absolutely. is important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. What high school did you go to? Uh, North County. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, wrestled, played football. Yeah, yeah. Baseball, I had a dope know. football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. But uh, so yeah, going back to the class commander thing. Uh, you know, how was that for you, bro? Especially coming back from uh, overseas. I think. I think the the interesting thing about it um, was you know how the academy was back then when we went through it was nothing but a bunch of. Uh, can I cuss on here? Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing but a bunch of fuck fuck games, you know, and and, <laughs> and so so Kinky's here. Kinky's there. So uh, you know, we didn't have a whole a whole bunch of people in the from the military. I mean, we had a couple, but um, I already understood how they were going to mess with us. So I felt like you know some of the things I did. I know people didn't like me. I, I mean, I know some people did not like me, and that's fine. But I thought doing that would keep the instructors off our back mm-hmm. because I knew the games mm-hmm. they were playing. Absolutely. So looking back at it, I think people might be a little more appreciative now, but I know at first, uh, I, yeah, I know a couple people didn't like me. And that's fine, but they're not here anymore anyway. Yeah. But you you was doing your job, though. You was taking the role of, hey, I know it's going to come down the pike. Let me help you guys. Even though they didn't know, that's why they didn't like you. Yeah, yeah. So nah, he, was, was dope. he was fair, man. Kincaid was dope. And he could run his ass off. Yeah, at one point. Yeah. <laughs> He's a beast for runners. My my class commander was also in the military. Oh, he was no, he was a Marine. My boy Salmon. Shout out to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. He let us have fun. I mean we have fun. A lot of fun. So when y'all say class commander, y'all all came in at the same time, but that that person was he ran he ran pretty much the whole class yeah so like scheduling got you um hey guys so like the supervisors or the rank structure yeah everything gets funneled through him got and then he'll funnel it to his squad leaders yeah so and then they'll give it to like the rest so the um yeah yeah, yeah. so we all had when we first got into the academy um we all had to write like a two or three page paper you know introducing Mm -hmm. ourselves and we had to write in there why we wanted to be a part of class leadership, not that we didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, so I put in there, you know, the bullshit. Oh, 
you know, my, my family legacy, you know, whatever. I guess they liked it. You dressed it up. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> supposed to. So, yeah, because, I, you know, I didn't know if they're like, oh, you're bullshitting on here. We're about to put your dick in the dirt. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, you know, I played the game. And, and so, so they lined us all up. Uh, so it was myself. Um, there was an assistant class commander who's uh, he's actually out in Annapolis PD now. He was a, a, a older Asian guy. Oh, he's a, he's in Annapolis now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, which was good because I was younger. He's older. And, Shout and, out to Bruce. Yeah, yeah, Bruce. And uh, so that was a good you know mix there. And then there was um, I think it was six. Was it six or four squad leaders? I think it depends so. on your class. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, probably I had six, four or five, something like that. So they interviewed you. The instructors interviewed you, and I walked in, and uh, it was. Uh, Kern, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was Kern, Spanky, oh and uh, um, whoever the hell. I think it might have been, might have been uh, uh, Jackson. So they looked at me and they, you know, asked me some questions. They're like, I put in there. I, I used to play competitive paintball when I was younger, so I put in, you know, about that. And they asked me about that. And I'm like, these aren't even leadership questions. You're just challenging me on my paper I wrote. So I wrote in there that I was a state rank wrestler and stuff. And I remember they looked at me and they looked at Kern and was like, you think you could beat Kern? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> right. That was about the last question. I walked out. So maybe they liked my confidence. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, next thing you know, they're like, oh, hey, you're the class commander. And I was like, great. I literally did not want to. I wanted to just fly under the radar, right. do what I had to do. And, and nope, someone else had other plans. So. But it is, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Mm. That's a long-ass class, bro. I think we started with January, and we didn't get out to the streets. To it was October? March. March. Ugh. What? Wait a minute, February. We, got, we started in February. Yeah. I got hired. No, March. It was March. I'm sorry. It was March. Yeah, it was long because, see, the way it gets, and it might have been explained before, it's 28 training weeks. Right. has to be complete. Mm. It's not. You know, so, you know, in Baltimore, every they got shit going on all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, race here, concert here. So, we were always getting detailed. So, that didn't count. Those days don't count. Wow. I think we got detailed 40-something days, bro. It was crazy. You would know. What? Maybe from being up there, you probably look back and see. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. It was ridiculous. Yeah, our details were insane, bro. But it, it wow. was, I think it was damn near 11 months yeah. or 10 months we were in the academy yeah. before field training. Oh, yeah. I think mine was like eight months. It was yeah, it was yeah, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <clears throat> they got us for everything. They damn sure did. Couldn't wait to get to this. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that y'all that the days that y'all like that doesn't count, even though y'all out on the street. Because I because sometimes you'll see at some of the events, like you know, you see some of the trainees, and I would uh-huh. talk to them like, "Hey, how y'all doing it?" Like I'm hanging in there. I yeah. thought that counted. I'm like, that's good no, no. experience. No, it is good experience. Does not count. I mean, and, and that's where you see these anti-police people that are always, you know, trying to bash our training or lack thereof, rather. You know, uh, oh, six months, is that? that's it, that's it. Like, six months, my ass. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I mean, it's, it's structured differently now, the academy, so they're mm-hmm. definitely getting in and out. Yeah. But during our time, we was out there. That's all you yeah. had was time. Yeah. That's it. We was doing door-to-door canvases, helping out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. You get a quintuple shooting? Hey, bring them over here. <laughs> bring the, Absolutely. Bring the cadets. Yep. Right. Let's go look for trap scene. I'm sorry, the trainees. Right. Wow. So, but yeah, you know, it was fun. And uh, after we got out, 
And I ended up field training in the Eastern, mm-hmm. which is where I'm at now. Um, so big full circle. Back at it. Good time. You know, get to get to be back doing investigative work. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Dre and I used to do. You know, hit yeah, the streets. You was, was big in the drugs. You liked drugs back then. I did. Yeah, drug work was fun, man. I mean, that's where the stories were, you know. we. <laughs> I mean, the, the foot chases, the fights, and the, you know, I, I mean, just some of the houses you go into were just, God. I, one of the first search warrants I ever did, I was the bunker guy. Come through a door. And these nasty motherfuckers had rope, like, like, w- like stapled into the walls, and that's how they were hanging, drying their clothes in the house. Yeah. So I'm coming through with a bunker, like pushing wet towels and clothes, oh, wow. and you know, panties with skin marks in them and stuff, because you know, I guess they ain't washed too well. But <laughs> it is, it's disgusting. The you know, you see, push the stuff out of the way, and I'm like, well, shit, getting shot doesn't sound too bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> Yeah, the, the stuff you see in drugs. Oh, yeah. my God. Those houses. Hood so, to another level. On two deployments, what do you... Being in drugs, going through what you were going through yep. in two deployments, What? not which one was harder, because I know, you know what I'm saying, you always had to be on your six all the time, but what, is it comparable or is it like... Uh, Yeah. Or what's comparable, what's different? Well... Both places smell like shit. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody said. They're right there. Um, <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's the big one. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what? Keep it a bean. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well, so there's a my second deployment. There's a town. It's actually pronounced heat, but it's hit H I T. Had a very strong sulfur smell, and if you've ever smelled it, it smells like ass. Nice. Bad, to the point to where it'll almost make you throw up. Oh, wow. So we used to refer to that town as shit. Mm. And, you know, the violence that it brought was also quite notable as well, so it made sense all around. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, just the, so (laughs) the the lack of hygiene is definitely something that's comparable. Yeah. Uh, You know, having that that heightened alert all the time Mm -hmm. wondering, you know, if today's your day. And I mean, that goes with anything with police work, but let's be honest. There are plenty of positions where you're not thinking that every day. I'll be Mm. honest. I'm not thinking that now where I'm at, Okay, you know, but you know, your patrol officer, you run into the ones and they might, they may not depends on how proactive they are, Mm -hmm. but doing the drug work, especially back in the, when we first got out before Mm -hmm. all this change, I mean, it was every damn day you're you're fighting. You're in the trenches. It was, it was intense. Yeah, foot yeah. chase, mm-hmm. car chase, and and the same thing with the military. I mean, you know, you're overseas. I, I was doing like convoy security, not the most dangerous thing, except for the fact that you know they knew if they fucked with our supplies, we were kind of fucked. Mm. So it did definitely put a target on us. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely got introduced to being shot at. Not mm-hmm. fun. Um, ironically, that hasn't happened here yet. I was a little fast. So that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we might get to that at some point in this. Fast. I'm sure. You say a little fast? Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I think the big thing about it that's really comparable is just when you know your job. You know your job, you do your job, you become proficient. Mm-hmm. The rest is easy. And it, it's police works the same with the military. I mean, I was a gunner, so I knew what I had to do, mm-hmm. you know, Make sure the radios are ready. Clean the weapons. Boom, boom, boom. Everything's functional, and you relaxed. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of, even though you're in that heightened, like, alert, mm-hmm. the slight bit of relaxation, I think, is what helps to survive, to, to sit back and process what's going on so that you can do what you have to do mm-hmm. to live. And, you know, we do that as cops, too. And, um, and I think that that's probably the biggest thing is taking that skill set I had from the military and transferring it to what I did as a cop, especially all the raids and the car chases, the foot chases, the fights, mm-hmm. being able to sit back in the moment of chaos and say, okay, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You do it, you come out on top. Not always unscathed, mm-hmm. you got hurt, shit happens, but you come out on top, and that's the important part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the most, probably the most comparable thing between the two, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that comes to mind. I like the way you broke that down. Absolutely. Paint that picture of getting into a firefight and that experience. Oh, that one, huh? <laughs> All right, well, you know. What's well, up to you? Oh, no, no. no give, that's, us, give, that's, us, give us one overseas and then one over here. So overseas, I mean, uh, the most notable one I had, um, due to our rules of engagement, unfortunately, I wasn't able to fire back. But me getting shot at most notably. Um, so so I was. You're getting shot at. Yeah, yeah. But so, you can't return fire. So there is part of the rules of engagement called wow. PID, positive identification. Um, it's <clears throat> it's the military, just like the police department is is you know even back in 07, 08, 09 when I was over there, um, there were still things that they put in place to kind of minimize collateral damage. I mean, you can't be too mad at it. Um, so positive identification, you know. I was rolling along uh, Route Bronze right outside of Al-Assad, which is in the Ambar province. Um, you know, you probably heard of it, like Haditha and Hit and Fallujah and, and all mm-hmm. that. So we're rolling through, and I'm in the rear security vehicle, and I'm just kind of minding my business, going from the rear from the, you know, the three to the nine. And uh, next thing you know, I just see these tracers fly, probably about from, you know, me to triple C away. You know, give or take. And, uh, which, obviously, if you guys can't see it, probably about eight, ten feet. Um, so I'm sitting there, and I just see him fly parallel. You know, like, I mean, like, eye level with him. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, like, I'm dipping down. I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, because there's, there's, you know, um, like some trees over here. There's, like, a house that's all dark. And I'm looking, I'm looking. And actually, you know, we go about 20 to 30 more yards. Because at first, I was like, eh, maybe I'm seeing shit. Because I couldn't mm-hmm. really hear it. You know, I have... Headset on, the, the motor's loud. And uh, next you know, we're going again. And I'm like, what the fuck? Damn sure ain't dirt. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, this shit, this shit's like real, man. My stomach dropped to my ankles. I mean, I ain't got no problem saying that. My stomach my stomach dropped to my ankles. I was like, fuck. I was like, I'm getting shot at. I have no fucking idea where. And uh, I had a, uh, a truck commander, so she was a sergeant. She, you know. We, we got along okay, but she liked to play the tough card a little more than what I think she deserves. And if she ever hears, hears this, it's nothing I haven't told her, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Get over it. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, I mean, we, uh, you know, I told her, and she just kind of was like, all right, well, you know, be careful. And I was like, well. Nice. Yeah, isn't that, like, what the hell I'm supposed to do? Like, be careful, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to die today. Like, <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, that was, that was pretty interesting. I mean, we had a pretty big IED blow up on us one time too. And that, 
the same, you know, truck commander was there and it was the truck right in front of us, but there was some space in between. They were the lead vehicle. We were the second. So when they got hit, I was supposed to come home on leave um, about two days. I was, I was two days out from going home on leave and uh, they got blown up. Luckily they all survived, but there was a pressure plate that was offset about 14 feet. And there was two one five five rounds, which the one five five round is um is what we shoot out of those big ass cannons that we have. So it blew the fuck out of the truck. Luckily, because the mine the mine roller kind of uh you know like skipped over the the pressure plate. Um, the front tire hit the pressure plate instead of the uh, instead of the mine roller skipped over the pressure plate. So instead of the mine roller hitting it, the front tire the did. The front tire did. Which, which put it... Uh, it happened in front it, and not it, in the middle yeah, so of it blew the in, Yeah, so it blew in the back. Gotcha. So it, it didn't blow up under the cabin. Under the cabin. Which yeah, would have yeah. blew everybody up. Yeah. That, that's probably right. the most... Yeah. Uh, if it would have hit the right way, it would have killed all three of them. They're good buddies of mine. One's actually a doctor now. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know, so you deal with that kind of stuff. Um, comparing it to here... You know, it's just like anything else, right? So, you know, you wake up, you're like, hey, you know, even even without it being a shooting, just anything that's been crazy that's happened as a cop, right? You wake up, kiss your wife, kiss your baby, be like, hey, I'll see you later. Right. Next thing you know, some shit goes down, you're like, fuck, like, how the hell? So, for, like, my instance, I remember my, uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law was getting surgery. So, my, my wife's like, um, hey. Try to be off on time today. We got to go over and help my mom out. Right? So you're like, all right. You know. That's how you know you're going to be in some shit. Yeah. So you mind your business and then, you know, this and that. And it's always funny, right? Because we always have to talk as cops, you know, hey, east side, west side, you know, how the citizens act differently, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, how you might police differently. <laughs> I'm an east side guy. Always been east side. A little bit of time in the west. <laughs> we obviously know what I'm. <laughs> alluding to with this. So spend a little bit of time in the West, right? Yeah. So tell the, tell the wife, you know, Hey, all right. Yep. I'll see you later. Love you. My daughter, she had just turned one, you know, give her a kiss, roll out and, uh, driving around the damn tri district, man. Drive around the tri district. You know, you saw a car full of knuckleheads. You know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. They, you see them, they see you, they see you seeing them. And now it's one. Eyes eyes get big as hell, and they're like, oh, shit, deer in headlights. and headlights. It, uh, it gets interesting. Oh, yeah. So what comes next? Oh, left turn, followed by another left turn. It's like mm-hmm. watching NASCAR. <laughs> next, <laughs> next thing you know, left turn. next thing you know, you know, boom, try to do a bailout, hit the, uh, hit the curb with the door, and uh, went up a little bit further. This time he was able to get the door open, hit a couple cars, boom, takes off. I'm like, all right, my turn, you know, let's go. Chase is on, boom, going after it. And uh, my my partner is a little bit more of the heavy set side, so he tried to run, but he went back to the car. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. And uh, smart man. Yeah, yeah. Now look, <laughs> right. So I chase him and uh, on go foot. yeah on foot, go across Monroe Street. 
and uh, some guys from the Southern District that are, you know, tri-district areas, Southern's right there. They come up the wrong way down Monroe. Dude breaks, and uh, he starts running down, to uh, like, parallel with Monroe. So I'm like, oh, I'm going par- to parallel this guy. You chase him in the car, catch up to him. He's got a gun. Know it. Plain as day. And uh, so we're running. He crosses over Holland Street. Then Holland Street, there was a vacant that they tore down. Mm. Full bricks, right? So the bricks, uh, I, we were just back there about two hours before because the southern guys had chased them, some dudes in that area. And then we were in there the day before looking to see if there was a good spot for covert. So I was like, "There's only unless he hides back here, there is only one spot he can come out at. So I, you know, get to getting, and I run down and hit that spot. So when he came out, I saw that gun, and that motherfucker looked about this big. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it stuck Jeez. out. There was no way. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, now, he uh, had a blow on him, though. It was a big gun that day, right? Yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. Well, not to mention I the fact. he had a forty-five, wasn't it? I think it was a nine. But, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But it came back to a bunch of shootings and homicides. The news did a separate story on it. Mm. Jeez. Um, so, I, you know, I told him. I said, uh, I told him to drop the gun. Called him by his first name. I knew, I knew the kid. And, um. So I pull my gun out and I point it at his back. And this is where the military training comes in. And, and, uh, I swear, I think people think that I'm lying when I say some of this stuff sometimes, because if you see the video, there's only a small amount of it. That's on. You can hear the audio because you have that 30 second buffer. Yep. So believe it or not, cause I'm a little heavier now, but at one point I ran about two or three blocks, you know, West and then two or three blocks South. And then half a block west again, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, chasing this eighteen-year-old kid that was probably about a buck twenty-five. He was, he was fast. Yeah, he was I'm, fast. So he was fast. He turns around. I see the gun. I, you know, so I come out and I aim at his shoulder blades, but a little lower because I'm telling myself if I have to discharge my weapon, that's going to directly translate to center mass. You know, there's no aiming, there's no, mm-hmm. oh, you know, equal height, equal light. Right, none BS. of that shit. Right. You're throwing it out and you're throwing rounds. Mm-hmm. And so I told myself, this is what it feels like. I know how my arm extended. I know where my line of sight is. I'm good. Mm. So once he uh, <laughs> non-verbally told me to fuck off by his actions. Nice. You know, and, and uh, ran into the street. He turns around, he tries to shoot me, and I shoot him. Uh, it was quick. It was quick. I, I fired a half a magazine in under two seconds. Mm. Um, one-handed running. Mm. So, sounds impressive, but at the end of the day, you know, you do what you got to do. Right. And uh, so, the, th- the thing about it, right, so they, they, they hide me. They put me in a car. You know, people start coming out screaming, all this nonsense. Typical reaction, right? And uh, I remember saying, like, hey, I need to get back to my car. I need my phone. So I'm walking through the crime scene. They're like, they're like, Dave, 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 you're walking through the crime scene. I was like, I am the crime scene. (laughs) I'm like, I need my damn phone. So I get my phone and all I text my wife is, Hey, I'm going to be late. That's all I told her. Wow. And, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. But now she gets nervous as shit. If I tell her that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So she's now see, here's the good thing. And the, and the bad thing about having family in the department, right? So the good thing, obviously, you get the experience. You know, who knows? You might get a – I honestly don't think I ever did, but, you know, 
there are people that get certain positions because of their family, depending on ranking and stuff. As a matter of fact, my uncle, the captain, damn, made sure I did not get any special privilege. Because, You're right about that. I mean, he uh, was not playing with you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> 110% would not allow it. Yeah. Um, he's like, I got, you know, I made my path, you make yours. And um, so, so yeah, so I, so I tell her, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be late. And uh, next thing you know, my wife's at Costco with her sister trying to get some pre-made meals for her mother. Remember, her mother's having surgery today. <laughs> right. I'm supposed to come home to help. And um, so, boom. Once my uncle finds out, the family communication starts. And um, my now my one uncle, one of the Kincaids, he didn't say anything, even though he saw it on, like, the supervisor page, um, whatever command text they had back mm-hmm. then. So my uncle calls my mom. My mom calls my wife. Hey, you talked to Dave yet? No. Why? Should I have? Well, he's okay. What do you mean he's okay? Right. What happened? You know, and of course, she automatically thinks the worst, which in this case was, you know, oh my God, who'd he shoot? Mm-hmm. Is he is he okay? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he shot somebody. Oh my God, did they die? Yeah, they did. You know, and uh, so I was like, well, she didn't say anything to me though. So, uh, you know, you go through the process down to homicide and all that and whatnot. And then, um, I get home and I remember she opened the door and, uh, I looked at her. I was like, you all right? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I am. Are you? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Ironically though, as much as I like to drink, I did not have a drink that night. At all. Uh-uh. So when I look back at it, it makes me wonder, like, was that some kind of, uh, not mental health issue, but just like your body reacting to the what happened. Right. Right? I mean, think about it the opposite direction, right? People that might not drink, they have a traumatic experience. They drink all the time. Absolutely. Right? So because I do, I am social, I do like to drink, me not drinking could be the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about that one time and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So It does. But, but the military, I think 110%. Gave me the ability, like I said earlier, to process such a crazy, fast event and almost break it down into like still frames. Instantaneously. To to give you the ability to to process and act the right way. Yep. Right. So I do, I mean, the military, you know, beats the hell out of you. I got knees of an 80-year-old, I feel like. My back the same way. But had I not had that training, who knows what the outcome would have been that day. Right. So I think that's one of the big things um, to take away from that. I remember that day. I was working that day. I was on the other squad, remember? Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Closed a lot of shootings. <laughs> Closed a lot of shootings with that incident. I was I was everyone's friend in citywide shootings when I first got there. <laughs> hey, does this look like so-and-so? Does this look like so-and-so? Yeah, it does. Oh, pfft, exceptional clearance. <laughs> got wow. another one down. <laughs> wow. Yep. Mentally, yep. Has, it, has it been? Um, you know, some days it actually sucks. I mean, we're looking at what? It's been four years. Um, and there's, there's some days where, you know, you think about it and I always tell people, you know, what, what really I think hits home, at least for me, everyone could be different, but it's not what did happen. It's what could have happened. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, I got a five-year-old daughter. She was one. She mm. would have, you know, had it been reversed, you know, 
she would be walking around looking at pictures. You know, instead, wow. I took her to get ice cream right before we came here. You know, those are the kind of things that you think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that picture, you commented on it, I think it was like two days later when I was reading her that book. Mm-hmm. And you were like, my man Kincaid, you know, keep reading. You know, Absolutely. those you go through those things and you, you remember that stuff. And, uh, you know, I use it for the better now. I mean, you know, I'm on the peer support team for, for BPD. So I, um, as a matter of fact, you know, when I stepped out to take that phone call, that was... Something um, in reference to that, uh, speaking to an officer that had a traumatic incident they just observed not too long ago. So, you know, you know, making sure they, they know that there's resources and they don't have to hide it. And it's okay to be like, hey, I'm kind of fucked up. Like, I'm not feeling right. Right. Like, that's fine. You know, I mean, you have the same stigma in the military, too. And, uh, you know, that's what we need to make sure we let our colleagues know. It's okay to say you're not okay. I mean, and so I take that. I take that stuff personally. I mean, you know, we've had people kill themselves in the police department. I've lost, I don't know how many friends to suicide from the military. Yeah. And uh, so I, I try to turn the, the negative incident, you know, what it is per se, to positivity. And that's that's what I really take in that. And, you know, I feel like anybody should have a voice with that. But then being a supervisor, I feel like that puts me on a little bit higher level to, to voice that. Um, people might listen to you a little bit better, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I guess it depends. I guess it depends on, on your, uh, what kind of supervisor you are. Cause obviously you're an asshole. Probably not going to be listened to too. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to become a sergeant? Um, I like teaching. I, I really do, you know, and like, I loved teaching the, you know, the new dat guys, we have a brand new squad in the Eastern. They come running to me and, you know, they'll pick my brain and you could teach as a, as an officer or a detective, but you're, you're almost like, I guess, lack of a better term, forced to teach once you become a supervisor right? because you're responsible for them, right? you know? And, um, that, and I mean, I, I always believe if you're going to give me an opportunity to advance myself, I'm going to take it. So if you're telling me that I just have to take a written test, do well, and speak to some strangers and do well, I'm going to do it. Now, that doesn't make you a good supervisor. That just puts you in the position. You still have to be a good supervisor, and that, you know, you have to learn. It's just like anything else. It's almost like field training all over again. You take the good from the supervisors you admire, and you take, you look at the bad from the supervisors, and you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. You know, and... And uh, you adapt your own techniques. And, you know, I feel like I've done pretty well with that. Uh, I haven't had any complaints. You know, um, either from my guys or I haven't heard any, like, locker room talk, you know, about how shitty I am. So I guess it's it's working. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I have had people tell me that they're extremely happy I'm at the Eastern and have had people tell me that they they might – put 70s in to leave where they're at, which are good spots to come work for me in the Eastern. Nice. So, I mean, you know, and that makes you feel good. Yeah. It really does. I mean, like I said, no one, no one likes to be looked at like an asshole. And, um, I mean, sometimes you have, you have to do what you have to do, but you know, that is what it is. Right. So I've had to blue team people and things like that, but I don't just do it because I'm an ass. I explain it, you know, and majority of the time it's a cover your ass instead of trying to hide, which could put everyone's ass in a jackpot. Absolutely. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to uh, become a lieutenant? I do. 
Yeah, just not sure yet when. I mean, I hit the sergeant spot exactly when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had eight years on. I said I wanted to get to a federal task force, and I did when I got to uh, Safe Streets. Mm-hmm. So, kind of sucked because I was really enjoying my time in Safe Streets. I mean, but, you know, maybe I'll get back there again one day. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you get back. I mean, but I'm in a great spot now, and, and I think there's a lot of good spots in the department. You just have to make it, you know, work for you. Right. So, but. That's dope. You seem like a teacher. I can tell, like, you, you, you liked. You don't stray away from being a leader, but I think you downplay it. It's in you. And the teaching part of it, people listen because you come from real experiences. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even with both of them, like, I tell them all the time, like, they have they have, they have, have really good hearts. So, even, like, you know, it's sort of like our old coaches, football, anything right, else. Right. It's like, your coach will cuss you out. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, your coach is mean. Like, this motherfucker love the hell out of me. Like, if he don't call me five assholes a day, like, I'm going to think something wrong. Like, right. you know, I'm the, if he called me three, I'm like, I did. I don't know what the fuck I did today, but... You know, and it's like, it's not coming from a bad place. It's like, yo, I'm trying to help you. Right. And you're just not getting it. So I got to switch it up. You know, so that's so, so that's dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of football coaches, I had one that pull a knife on me every once in a while. Vietnam vet, crazy as fuck. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Did they wear bikey shorts? <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm going to touch your ass, my old shit. Here we go. <laughs> if I got there, Coach come outside with some, a full bikey outfit oh, on. Like, yeah. dog, it's negative 20 degrees right now. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah. Nah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I've had some, some really good guys work for me. And, you know, when we came out doing the drug thing, way different than now. So it's like you got to teach them, but you have to teach them how to do it now. And and but what you can't teach is is the motivation and the drive. You could try to mm. exploit it. You know, mm-hmm. hey, this person has some. Boom, let's put them out there. But sometimes in today's environment, you catch them that is just a little too high. So every once in a while, I found my right foot hurting because I'd always stomp the floor when like they do some dumb shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. God dang, I told you. <laughs> you know, and, and usually it came to tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it was something where, it, you know, puts somebody in a bad spot or, mm-hmm. you know, we had a, a use of force that I was like, all right, guys, like, that really, I mean, it's okay it happened, but mm-hmm. it didn't have to. Right, right. Um, That's thought, that's where that really kind of, that teaching moment gets in and I start stomping the floor. I've always wanted to ask all of you, what makes a good, because y'all all, everybody says that, what makes a good drug cop? Like, what makes, and then what's, di- is that... If you all were in that kind of brass position, would you? Where would you have a person if they came fresh out? Where should they go? Because I know it's you know you all been in all different units, but what you know? So those two questions: What makes a good drug cop? And then for your recruits, if they came fresh out, where would you like? I'm gonna throw them in the fire because they got to get this, and it'll help them with everything else. So- I'll go off the recruit. Even in the academy, when I was an instructor, I always wanted them to go to the Northeast because the Northeast is the biggest district in the city and you deal with every kind of call. Like, you're going to learn a job at every district, mm-hmm. but the Northeast, you're going to, you really going to learn it because some things you get in the, in the Northeast, you're not going to get in the Western. False pretense, a lot of white collar crimes, 
You know, it's a, it's, it's a lot of things that you, a lot of reports that you won't write in other districts that you're going to write in the Northeast. So it pretty much, you know, you hone in on your skill set and you learn how to become an officer. You know what I'm saying? By handling every single call, by being involved in shootings, being involved in stabbings, cuttings, you know, it's, it's the best way to, uh, to learn. What about you, Trey? From, from the uh, drug aspect, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of those drug guys, like... The real elite drug guys, they just know what they're looking at. Yeah. They mm-hmm. just, I mean, you can learn drugs, mm-hmm. but like, there's just certain people that, I mean, Lou has it. Mm-hmm. Remember Lou? He came through, mm-hmm. 4500 series. Yeah. He'll be like, yo, that dude got at least, you know, 10 right. bags on him. And I'm like, how did you <laughs> see that? He's like, what? you know? Yeah, he's like, to, uh, KG, I want him to come on the show. He's high level stuff. High like you could just see. He's he's on some. He's doing high level stuff, and the wisdom that you get from these people, mm-hmm. and you're just like, how did you see? Like, and then there's guys like me. Like I would say the whole crew. Mm-hmm. We all been versatile. Like one day HC sign, and he'll get a whole fifty pack off of like a car stop. Right. The next day, Smoothie's like, man, that car got a gun in it. You know, Moody, yeah. that car got a gun in it. You know, but like every day we always gave him something different. Like us, we were versatile in everything. Like we didn't just, I mean, still to, it's still now. Mm-hmm. We just don't specialize or hone in on one skill. Right. These high level drug guys, mm-hmm. that is all they do. So they like do. they specialize in that. Right. And it's an art. It's a, yo, it's an art. And then it's, it gets crazy. It's like, oh, he's the drug guy, but he's the gun guy. Mm. And it's like, how? Yeah, like, I remember one that? time I was working with brother W down in um the one that used to box with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him and KG, yo, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Yo, spend the block," and I'll be driving, and I'm like, "What you see? What you see? What you see?" And before you know it, they walking back with a suspect, two burners, and a whole fifty pack, and I'm like, "I just made a laugh. Like, what happened? <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> what happened?" What happened? You know what I'm saying? But, and then in those units, we're talking about like drug units and stuff like that. It's dope because everybody plays to their skill. Like me, mm-hmm. when it came to those units, I was always the wheel guy. I just mm-hmm. drove. Because there was somebody that was better than me mm-hmm. that could peep out the drugs. There was somebody that was better than him at guns. Mm-hmm. And then there was always like a property guy that goes submits. Yeah, yeah. So you think to him. Everybody has their skill set. Everybody right. has their skill set. Yeah, definitely. See, but when we got together, it was back and forth. Like one day he'll drive because he was—he's an amazing driver. Mm-hmm. One day I drive. One day Smoothie right. drives. And then that one day that you know he's driving, I'm writing the reports. Mm. And it's it, it's crazy because as a squad, just say say like I'll get into a shooting, mm-hmm. you know, or 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 we we gotta we gotta call somebody got shot. Mm-hmm. Get there. It goes without saying. Somebody's already setting up the crime scene. Yeah, like like uh, like Doe Doe scene. Mm-hmm. He's a master at delegating. Master. He a moves master. the chess pieces. He moves everybody. So you don't got to do nothing. You just chill. And but he, but you know what's crazy about him? His delivery. It's not like go get the fucking tape. Yeah. It was not like yo, can you give me the tape? And you're like, bet that's what I'm supposed to right. be doing. Yo, where's the crime log? Bet. It's Ooh. already it's already ordered. It's already mm. like yeah. you'll be the primary, and your mm. j- your job will be done. 
Because those seem to have every all the all the pieces in med. He'll have somebody following the medic. He'll have somebody going down. There. Once they once they follow the medic to uh, to the hospital, they're going to be delivering uh, the close the ECU. Mm-hmm. He'll have you know the uh, the shooting detectives already be responding. You know wow. he'll have you caught in crime scene tape. And he'll have other people going door to door knocks. And then on wow. the other side of the park, like Dante Moody, Boat, they calling out a gun. Yeah, Dante will call out a gun like that. Where? See, or, or no, he was more like a drug guy, and he'll be like, he, he did yeah, both. He did both. Now, is that through experience, or is that through? Oh like, no! Is that something you can? So is that something you can codify into a I, class week he, month? He, see, here's the thing: when it comes to drugs, you got to be a particular officer. You got to be mm-hmm. doing that. It's got to be in yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You can't like, be a Sarge bitch. Attack. Tell him, Sarge. You can't be a bitch. I mean, you you got to be ready to put your hands on people. Mm-hmm. You gotta be ready to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, get hurt. You, mm-hmm. you gotta understand all that. You know, mm-hmm. that sounds like typical cop stuff, right? Any patrol officer could have to fight, get hurt, whatever. Like I said earlier, you when you when you get into the drug world, hundred ten percent going to happen. It's um, balls to the wall. And you, and you're talking about you know this the skill set. Can you? It's definitely learned, but mm-hmm. you have to have the aptitude to learn it. Yeah, right. Some people are just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. They right. just they can't get it. Right. And, um, you know, so, hey, they, they spend 20 years in patrol. No harm, no foul, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do go somewhere else. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But um, It's just not for them. Correct. But, yeah, so like Dre was saying, you know, what what are you seeing? You know, learn to look a block ahead. It's not the shit right in front of you. They done stopped. You got to look a block ahead. Those are the kind of things you learn from senior officers you know, look ahead. You see that? He didn't just shake his hand. He handed him something. Mm. Excuse me. No, yeah, yeah. Damn allergies, man. So, you know, they, he handed him something. And you see the guy walking back and he has money in his hand. He's counting it. You know, yeah. it's about connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. Don't create one because we see what happens when you create them. Get jammed mm-hmm. up. Get jammed up. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> I think you guys spoke to a, a gentleman about <laughs> some people that created some dots a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So oh, there's a reason why we're here. Yeah. We didn't create shit. We created a podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah. So it was always connect the dots, do not create a dot. And and that's a, a skill set. You know, what you see, articulate it. What you know and go from A to B to C to D. Right. Do not skip. Because if you skip then you're looking at a Fourth Amendment violation. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, but it does take time to learn it, but you have to have, like I said, you have to be able to understand when you're being told, hey, you see that guy up there? He's a lookout. Hey, that guy probably has the pack on him. This guy probably has the gun. Well, how do you know that? Well, this guy keeps grabbing his dip. Yeah. Every We've circled the block three times. Every time we do it, he turns away from us. Doing security checks. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the one with the gun. Mm. This guy body language, yeah, it's body language is huge. Gotcha. But then you like you get a unit like that, right? And then you get a unit like when we work together. Yeah, we had some monsters on the unit, a lot of experience, and for some reason we just couldn't produce. I think we got like one gun, maybe. Uh, yeah, we Remember got that one time on the Easter. Yeah. And, it's, and it's like we had good guys. Mm-hmm. He's a drug guy. We had two wheelmen, uh, uh, Pedro. Mm-hmm. Beast behind the wheel. Yep. You know, we had a bruiser, Henry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I'm, you know, what, what are we doing? Uh? Right. And then um, who else was with us? 
Um, at that point, we I think also- the dude that's in, I don't want to say his name. He's in homicide now. He yes. Came, yeah. So and he had a ton of experience. Mm. Yeah. But it's like yeah. we were hitting the pavement so hard. Yep. So hard. Well, I mean, and but and, and, and we just, couldn't get nothing. Shit just, just couldn't get nothing. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it is. Sometimes we can play the drug game. Yeah. One yeah. day, you know, the house is fat or like, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're just, yo, that car, this car, this, this person, look at this. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we hit that house out in the county and I got a, an SKS. And then that was, when you work in Baltimore County and you're asking their SWAT team to do something that. and you ask their SWAT team to do something, your shit better be in order. Oh, because oh. they they analyzed the shit oh. out of our warrants, out of our risk assessments, oh. everything. So I remember during the brief, they're like, "Hey, we're just gonna bang the door in with the Bearcat, which is the the tactical vehicle." Mm. They're like, "We're gonna put the Ram on the front, bang the door, and call them out. We're not sending our SWAT team down these steps because as you come down the steps, you button hook left, and that's where his bedroom is. Well, that's where the informant said his SKS is." So an SKS is kind of like a, an AK-47, but mm, like... Mm-hmm. Like, uh, lighter, like lighter. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. a Chinese version mm-hmm. type deal. Or whatever. I'm not German. The, I think they're German. Something. I'm not the biggest gun guy, ironically. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, people people always like, what the hell? Being a like, gunner, you're not the big gun guy. I mean, in the Army, yeah. But see, the, the thing with that is every time you uh, you shoot the damn thing, no, you got to clean it. Yeah, it's ugly as hell. I never liked the 56 So, um, but if you see that on the street, that shit gives you chills because that'll rip through your vest. Yeah. Anything yeah, you see in the streets like that, that like that, you see that, yeah, yo. They got a Chinese. So, version. so I remember my buddy was like, "Man, you better hope your CI is right because <laughs> they're about to do a whole different operation based off this intel." Wow. Luckily, it was in there. But I was like, "Oh shit, Dang. that shit is huge." Yeah, that'll yeah. rip through some shit, man. But you know what we say? We saw it says connect the dots. Well, I always say that's your probable cause. Yep. Mm. Connecting the dots before you get to that individual. Because mm-hmm. if you get to that individual and you got to think about what the fuck you're locking them up for, that's a problem. Mm. Absolutely. You should already know. You lost. In your head, you already wrote it down mentally what I got them for. What's my probable cause? What did I see them do? Mm-hmm. You got everything sketched out in your head mm-hmm. before you pick cuffs on that individual. If you don't have that and you're just running just to run, just to get in the rest for stats, mm. you fucked up. Yeah, mm. you're in a world of hurt. Absolutely. To add to what H is saying, like, you know, people see police officers like it's it's a it's a thinking game also, like what he just said. You gotta have the mental fortitude that if I know I'm gonna get into this foot chase, you gotta know what block you're on and what time did it start, because it's part of the report. Yeah. And what did you observe, like he said. So by the time I get you, in your head, you already know what time. Sometimes now, you know, they want to know what was the weather like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What's the weather like? When I report to a shooting, I have to men- do a mental note like it was sunny, 70 degrees. Yeah, it all plays. It all plays a part. But now this guy has a gun, though, and you're chasing the guy with the gun. Wow. You got to remember, you know. Uh, in the street, saying you're on patrol. Mm-hmm. If you say um, this car's not stopping, shift commander, what are you stopping that car for? If you can't say what you stopping them for, hmm. stand down, let the car go. Yep. You better not be like uh uh. If you and if call you, it off. If you're quiet, mm-hmm. 
It's it's about to get real ugly for you in a minute, cause she gonna he or she's only gonna say this shit once or twice. Mm-hmm. All right, KTA, what do you got? What's that unit following that car for? What does he have? If you don't say nothing, you still get get done. Mm. Or if you'll be like, he's still traveling eastbound. Yeah, cut it off. <laughs> yeah, cut it the fuck Stop off. Stop playing now. Up until we've gotten this this tightened policy. There you go. Tell him. We used to be able to be like, oh, yeah, possible in person. And that would get you a few blocks. It would. Mm-hmm. That would usually, get you a couple minutes. That would get you, yeah. That yes. would get you a little bit. Now? What? Now, hell no. They're like, what, a gun? Oh, it's just a misdemeanor. But he's probably prohibited. That's a felony. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> better, you, you better see his ass shooting, huh? Yeah. And I see the rounds it's on all, the ground. It's, it's after- all in how you articulate what you have. Right. But, uh, but but piggybacking real quick on, on talking about the different roles and squads, it's funny. Uh, I you know I don't like to drive. I was always the runner. I still don't like to drive, and uh, every once in a while I would have to drive. Every time I drove, we got in a foot chase. I would jump out and chase the guy because that's my natural instinct, mm-hmm. and someone else would have to get out of the car turn, and get <laughs> the driver's seat and drive. For instance, that night. Yeah, we got a lot of those. A lot yeah. of them. With the dirt bike. You gotta oh, help. yeah. You gotta- <laughs> dirt bike. You know, yeah. um, uh, Gillespie. Oh, yeah. Not the not the Academy one, but the uh-huh. other one. Yeah. You know, and uh, we... <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't totally know. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. I'm Gillespie, cool dude right there. I don't know. Uh, C Gillespie. Yes, C Gillespie. He's uh, the same rank as I am. Yes. We we worked together for a while. Every once in a while, he's like, "Damn it, Dave, I'm not driving today." And I'm like, "But dude, every time you drive, we get something good. And every time I drive, I jump out on somebody and chase them. And you gotta get in the driver's seat anyway." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the time. And I'm not even gonna talk about how many times I didn't put the car in park. So right. <laughs> ghost riding the wheel, <laughs> just drifting. Yo, you see it? Your natural instinct is to go. Yeah, get him. I learned go. that. I learned that one time with H. I'm like, yeah, you know, you could drive, outrun. H was like, all right, no problem. We get into sand. Boom. By the time, by the time I hit the back of the car to get to, you know. To, he was already gone. I said, yo, from now on, I'll drive, bro. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, clearly you're the runner. <laughs> I did that with uh, Allison. I'll just say Allison. Oh, another beast. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. At, yeah. Another beast. So, Shout out to her, bro. Allison's a problem. Yeah. So her and I, one day. I respect her. Hell yeah. A lot. And, uh, you know, for for evidentiary purposes, this was within the policy back then. Before I continue, disclaimer. Gotcha. <laughs> My man. We're driving around the chum, right? So this, <laughs> I mean, it's late as shit, right? Uh, and we're coming. My man, get it up there. That's right. Crack, crack no, open no. this one. So, open this one. So we're right. coming up uh, Montpelier. Mm-hmm. Montpelier. Yeah, Montpelier. Fancy <laughs> so, block. That's the fancy block. Fancy there. Montpelier. Block. So this dude's coming up with my ass. Like a beast, right? I mean, just, I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of rush is this? I was like, apparently he got to be somewhere quick. I don't know. He was driving. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, in a marked yeah, car. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. We were in an unmarked car. Unmarked car. So okay. back in the day, we used to get away with uh, unmarked cars mm-hmm. and the only with no sirens. We had a little light bar, and you plugged it in the damn uh, cigarette ashtray <laughs> light. <laughs> 
Right? Uh, so you plug it on, that. you click it on, uh-huh. you know, red, blue, red, blue, and you might honk the horn a, a time or two to like, you know, hey, pull over. Pull the fuck off. <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Get the so, police. No bullshit. I'll get into the story in a second, but no bullshit. When I first got into drug work, we still had a, an unmarked Crown Vic with the solo blue bubble light oh. that oh, you put shit. on the top. Oh. I'm like, what the hell? School. Right. The magnogen or whatever happened. I don't know, but so anyway, so this asshole comes up on me. I pull over, he takes off, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get this guy. Like he's just being a dick. Mm. So he goes down Kirk and then he comes down Homestead. And, you know, I put the lights on. And uh so I'm like, does he not see these? I mean, but then I'm looking around the street signs and I mean you see the blue, it shit's reflected off everything, right? right. I'm like, this asshole sees me. Comes down to uh, Harford Road, comes back up Montpellier, right? So <laughs> comes back up, bangs the left on Asquith. Mm-hmm. When he goes on Asquith, he drives on the sidewalk. Mm. Jump back a couple seconds. At this point, I obviously know he is now trying to flee. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> took a little bit, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets on the sidewalk, takes out a sign, he comes across the street, boom, hits a parked car. He gets out. When he gets out, he falls, and his right hand comes up in the air. And in the shadow, I, his hand was illuminated. I could see a gun. So I get on the air, yell, gun, 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 gun. All right, so this is about 2014. Um, and just, you know, to give you a way how policing's changed, now, pending, you know, the officer, getting back up as a drug unit is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Mm. At this time... I was told, obviously, because I wasn't there. It was during shift change. You know, 11 o'clock, 10.39 is midnight. You know, mm-hmm. Charlie shift getting off, midnight's coming on. 11 o'clock is when this happened. I was told Charlie shift and midnight shift officers were jumping in a car three and four at a time to get to me because they dropped a signal 13 on me, which obviously mm-hmm. at this point you know is, right, oh, right. shit, shit's hitting the fan. Yeah. So, because I get on, I'm yelling, gun, 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 gun. This dude breaks, runs down the, uh, the alley of Asquith and then, to Montpelier, the rear of Montpelier. Me, knowing he had this gun, I stayed back a little bit because, you know, I, I shoot decent. So I'm like, mm, I'll probably shoot better than he can right. at a further distance. I don't <laughs> need to be right on his ass, right? Mm-hmm. So he bends the corner. I come out a little bit and pie the corner, and I'm like, fuck, where'd he go? There were some trees and some shrubbery. He's hiding in it. So I'm looking at this point. And this is the funny part. Now I said earlier, I was driving, right? So mm-hmm. I get out and, and run. So at this point, Allison had to come around, get in, in the, the car, car. <laughs> and drive. So she's hauling ass down the rear of uh, Alley of Montpelier. And uh, he jumps up and tries to run. And around this time, I was almost 230 pounds. I was trying to put on weight. I was going to do a bodybuilding show. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, fuck, this is bastard, like right? A he jumps up, continues. She jumps out. I was like, fucking tase his ass. <laughs> Without it, no hesitancy. Pop, brrr, freaking gave him the ride. I was like, thank God. I was done. I was like, Damn. I'm about. And uh, he uh, he pled to 10 years in federal prison for that. Nice. Good shit. Dang. So. Nice. Yeah, that was that's one of the better ones for, uh, you know, guns. Because, you know, with shootings, Dre, I mean, we get, dude, you get a solid case on a guy. My first shooting I cleared. You know, closed. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy pled to fifty years, suspended all but twenty five. You mm-hmm. know, and those those are the kind of things where you're like, you feel good. Absolutely. You feel, I mean, mm-hmm. 
in the DDU world, even when we were in citywide shootings, I mean, it's so much work. So much mm. work. It's so much work to close the case and then double the fucking work afterwards to get ready for court. You know, I mean, in, in the trial prep and the, the follow-up court stuff, I mean, it's, it's never-ending. But then, you know, when the dude, that case that I just referred to, not the gun case, but the shooting one, um, the first jail call the guy made, he was like, I got to take whatever they give me. I'm fucked. Mm. And, uh, you know, you feel pride out of that. Even though, so we use the term real victim, right? I think the news actually talked about this a few weeks back, how we use this term. Because in the public, everyone's a victim, right? Mm. In the law enforcement world, if you're out there slinging and you get shot, you're not a victim. You're the, Especially if you had a gun on you and you were shooting back. You're damn sure not a victim. You're the loser. Mm. Hey, no harm, no foul, right? Because that's the game they play. Right. So, um, and if anyone takes offense to that, hey, I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, you know, so um, that that victim was a real victim. A real victim. He was a real victim. He was. So you get, you, get, um, you know, a lot of pleasure and uh satisfaction out of out of those kinds of cases so and they, and they come few and far in between few and far between. absolutely but when you get a real victim i, mm. I swear to god everybody's working to help that oh. victim that's a real victim mm-hmm. who's like you know some like the poor guy that just lost his life god forbid i'm, yeah. I'm may he rest in peace the gentleman that was carjacked recently yeah real victim has nothing to do nothing on his way to work. Well, both of them. Yeah, the one in D.C. and the one we just had. The one in D.C., yep. Real victim. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to work my ass. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not eating, like, all hands on deck because I want to bring this person to justice for that real victim who had nothing to do with none of this. Mm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's different when you when you get a real victim. It really is. Yeah, I mean, like... You almost you don't feel hunger. You don't feel fatigue. You don't feel nothing. You got your eye. You're like a bull seeing red. You're just like, I see. Yeah, you're going. And you see it like when we were all on the floor. Almost every other cubicle was like, "What do you think about this?" And we're gonna do that. And we're gonna. It's like, yo, how long you been here? Oh, I was. I've been here two days. Yep. Fam, go home. Go home. I mean, I remember. Take a shower. Come right, right back. I it's remember. Crazy. I remember. Uh, Tom and I. You know, and uh, his, shout uh, out yeah, to his, yeah, shout out the top. <laughs> and uh, we had a so we had a case. Speaking of of uh, uh, gentleman club earlier, prior to the start <laughs> of this, <laughs> <laughs> your nicknames are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember. I was at the hustler club reviewing cameras because I had a shooting on the block at the same time. A shooting comes out on Aiken, and I'm like, they say it's police involved. So we're like, well, okay, first let's make sure everyone's okay. Number one, number two, whew, we don't have to handle it, right? <laughs> um, another person, a lady that you had on the podcast not too long ago, was chasing the vehicle involved. Long story short, they get them, you know, get everybody. Well, about three hours later, after, you know, we think we're clear, they're like, nope. Not police involved. Observed by police. Now, because of the operation, I'm not going to get too in-depth mm-hmm. on that part. Um, even though, I mean, the case is closed now, but still. Um, we were at work for 37 hours straight. 
mm. working that. And because uh, we, we, we closed it. So mm-hmm. it was five suspects. And we closed it and we processed them, you know, like mm-hmm. an all-in-view arrest. Nice. And uh, the crazy police officer that got, had his vehicle um, shot over during their operation Stayed in process with us. Now I was like, bro, like you need to go home and like drink a beer or something, man. Like you had a full blown shootout over top of your vehicle. Like, hey, hey, you know, you're more than welcome. Those are the type of officers we have here, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When it comes to some real shit. And uh, yeah, because so we finished that and we were up in the morning for the next shooting. And thank the uh, Northwest, they uh, they caught one for us, and we went right back out. I was like, damn, man. <laughs> Don't stop. And so, yeah, but then once we finished that, you know, then the state's attorneys and stuff, they got a good night's sleep. They woke up and they're like, oh, them and the ATF want to have a meeting about the case. Mm. The five-person case we just, you know, closed. We're sitting in there having a meeting. I'm literally getting messages from my lieutenant and sergeant ordering me to go home to get rest. And I'm like, well, I just can't up and leave the meeting. You know? right. But, uh right. But, you know, you used to be able to take care of people like that. Now, you got work day. You got to put comp and stuff in. You can't, you right. can't do that can't anymore. Can't do that no more. <coughs> Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. That. Appreciate it. My first, shooting, my first shooting. I remember my first shooting was in Central District. 27 hours. First first case. Paychecks look real sweet, but. What? Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a, but, you know, there was, just like with homicide, there was a um, an, a respect there. Yeah. When, you, when you get on that elevator and you're in the suit and, you know, you wear your lanyard, citywide shootings, whatever, they're like, all right, well, you're not homicide. But they look at you and they're just flat out like, how do you do it? Right. Like, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. And it's you're like, harder. you're like, I don't know. I ask myself that all the time. And, I mean, I've only been in DDU for about, a you know, a month, but uh, it's it's different. I mean, you don't feel nowhere near as, as like, pushed. I mean, as you did down there, I feel. I mean, you can speak on that, too. I just feel like when you're down there, like, because you got the homicide guys right there, so you're, like, running. It's it's a huge competition. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, running right along with them, and it's just hours and hours and hours. And then when you're in DDU, it's way more laid back. So yeah. that's nice. You know, and, and that's with I law just, enforcement. you got to find a way to be relaxed and be happy. Mm. I mean, there are shitty spots everywhere. but And that's what I said about earlier. You know, you find a spot where you're just – even if it's not the best spot, because like our schedule is not the best, but you find a way. Well, yours is better than mine. I heard about that. But, <laughs> but uh, and, and y'all know my schedule. He heard it through know, the grapevine. Y'all huh? know my this shit is bad, and y'all know my schedule. Yeah, yeah. I, and, my shit. Is. And uh, I mean, you know, you just you have to take the good where you can. Right. You know, I mean, mm. and, and that's what I tell patrol. They're like, yeah, I want to come back to the to DDU, and I'm like. Are you, are you ready for your phone right. to be like on at all times because you're on call? Like, are you ready for that? Because in patrol, you clock in, you clock out, and boom, you're out. That's it. They're like, do you? Are you ready for an ASA to be like, I need this now? And yeah, are you ready for that on on your day off? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's even because worse. you know they see us, we're back there, and it's like. For me, an example, like, I like to listen to music when I'm typing a warrant. Mm-hmm. To them, they're like, he ain't doing shit. He's just listening to music. Nah, fam. Like, it's a, it's a, it's way more cerebral. Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. It may not seem like we're busy, but. 
All the DDUs are working, man. Yeah. And I just thought of that too when 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 you were saying that because in a city that I mean it is what it is that averages three hundred and some murders, that means that there's almost double the amount of shootings, sometimes triple. Yeah, or, or no. not, or if not, damn near. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll 100%. be like three hundred homicides and like eleven hundred shootings. Yeah, with multiple victims. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's oh, no, beast. It's, yeah, so y'all, yeah. it's all the time. I mean. Yeah, your phone's always on. And, and, you know, being a supervisor, even, you know, serious ag assaults, not even just shootings, we have to go in for and other things. And even if it's something we're not going to go in for, you know, if there's a patrol lieutenant or sergeant that's kind of giving one of my guys a hard time, I'm getting the phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Sarge, this is what the patrol has. We're not coming in for it because of this and this. Okay. But then I'm getting a call from the sergeant. Why aren't you guys coming in? Like, did my guy just tell you why we're not coming in? You want me to tell you the same thing? Yeah. We still ain't coming in. Mm. You know, but I'm still getting those phone calls yeah. to the point where my wife's like, This like, is what I got. And, you, yeah. and then you're like, Well, that sounds like a common assault. Why'd you call me at three? You're like, Wait, wait, So somebody got hit with a piece of wood? Like, really? <laughs> they call you for that. You know what? You know what that is. Charge oh. accordingly, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's an ag assault. Man, okay. <laughs> what kind of city this is? You talking about hacksaw, Jim Duggan? We yeah. got guns out here. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck a piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, my sleep number scores will be all fucked up now. Thanks. <laughs> all right, thank you. I said I haven't slept since the surgery when I was on the anesthesia because you can't sleep in DDU. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I mean, but on the other end, it's fulfilling. It is. And the money's nice. Money's great. I mean, you know, in a world where budgets are getting tighter, you know, one thing that they can't argue is body. From investigations. They can't, especially if you're closing them. Mm-hmm. So at least you know. I don't think you can I like to I like to live nice. I know these gentlemen like to live nice. See, but you have a shitty schedule, but your budget's good. I got a decent schedule and my budget is so, so good. So I was told we have the lowest budget in the city for DDU. However, not one minute of my overtime has been challenged yet, so my I mean, man. you're working. Nah, nah. You're working. Well, what you, I mean, what are you gonna say? In the city with 300 murders, I don't give what nobody say. You, right? You can working, If baby. it was like if it was 25 murders, I'd be like, yeah, man, I don't see why you got to do it. Right? Yeah. But it's fucking 300, yo, 600 shootings. Of, hey, yo, no bullshit. Like, there's a lot of talent in DDU. Mm-hmm. There's some monsters. Yo, Baltimore City has some monsters as detectives. Oh, y'all down there's a few. There's one, there's one that hasn't been here yet who's coming, big bro. Mm-hmm. But there's one that likes to, like, remain out of the scene. You know what I'm talking about? In the Northeast, he's there now. It's real sharp dressing. Absolutely. He is a monster. And his big, the big bro trained him. Yeah. And they're just two monsters. Yeah. And, and I'm th- talking about... When you talk about somebody that looks at a case yeah. and just, when you know he sits down, you know what I'm talking about. He sat down there, real sharp dresser. Yeah. But, you know. With the, with the beard like me, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That one, he'll look at a case and be like, like you on the Matrix. Same thing with Big Bro, but Big Bro does it like jokingly. Yeah. But it's just, with, with this one, he's smooth. He's just he's smooth and everything. Under the radar. It's like calculated. Like, yeah. And you're like, how did you, how did you connect those dots? Now, but look, and then that day, and he was wearing this, and then look, and you're like, wow. Just imagine when him and Big Bro was together, and Animals. Northeast, disgusted. 
And then you add smoothie to it? And then you add... With right, banger? Well, right now, that area, Northeast, has the number one district. I mean, the number one DDU spot for closures. Well, I can see. There's animals. My man, Banker? Banker's a problem. Yo, there's animals over there. We're, uh, we're number two, just just saying. Southeast DDU is number two. I mean, we'll probably beat you here soon. Just, I once I get back that. up there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Put some money on it. Put some money on it. Hey, yo, I mean, there's, there's some detectives on the west side. Friendly bank. There's a friendly female... Bass. There's a female, you know what I'm talking about, uh-huh. on the west side that it, she put you in that box, fam. You're done. There's a female in the southern. You just look at her eyes and you're like, "I'll tell you whatever I know. I'll tell you everything." Everything. When you're two years old, and those are like masters. They're like I consider them like masters. Masters That's of the craft. Masters in the um, interrogation. Yeah. <sighs> There's some animals in the city. When it comes to investigations, man, because they see you so much. Shout out to everybody in DU, the ones that do work. Yeah, the other the, the data entry analysts can go pound sand. Absolutely. There's people that you go. There's a guy in his district. Like I said earlier, off camera, you show him a nose, and he's like, "I know him," and I'm like, ha, "It's a <laughs> nose." He's like, "Watch." He called me today. Boom! That's your suspect. He's like, "Is that him?" That's him. Wow. Yeah. Animal. Yeah, he called me today. Sorry. Man, sneaker hat. Over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, uh, Cleet, I, I closed this case. I'm like, well, how'd you do that? Well, I looked at this, and this is related to this, and this gun came back to this, and this person lives here, and guess where their address was before that? Over here where the shooting was, and that's where they got picked up at. And I'm like, ah, fair. Okay. I remember he helped me with one Sounds case. Sounds amazing. I'm like, you keep talking, my beer's gonna get warm, man. <laughs> I remember one case that same guy we was talking to. I was working a case in Northwest. Suspect finds out we this, the victim says I went to school with his daughter. Most kids don't have the same name as the suspect. Mm. He was like, we're gonna. I think I know that. It was in Northwest. Uh, it was yeah. I think you, you was definitely there on the floor. I definitely feel like yeah. I remember that. That was a good one of my... I went to him. I'm like, yo, this is what she says. This is what she looks like. This is where the, the area... Your man's looking at birth certificates. He's like, look, he saw her birth certificate. That's her father. I was like, how? Wow. How did you do <laughs> But you can't tell. But you can't... Because he's the type... He won't shut up. But he's the thing. Like, <laughs> right? Like right now, if he sees me, he's like, you remember that case I closed for you two years ago? In between right. his fifth and sixth cigarette. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like this. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, yes. You did Thank a phenomenal you. job. Thank I, you. He won't let you forget it. No. But he's a sweet, yeah, he's a sweetheart. That's dope. Good guy. So it's, what do you see, uh, what, five, ten years from now? What do you see yourself? <clears throat> is, is there any other units you want to get to besides the federal one? You know what? Um... I always wanted to do SWAT, but, you know, getting into the investigative side and stuff like that, um, especially being a supervisor now, that's probably not going to happen. The only other thing I could really, I mean, see myself is is, is homicide. I mean, um, the federal, any any TFO spot would be great, but um, with homicide, and like I said, with my grandfather having been there, and I mean... Like I said, he's literally in the book. There's a picture of him in the book, awesome, standing man. over a over a body. And, wow. Um, wow. You know that would be cool to just carry that on. I mean, I've also had fam- you know my other uncle did DDU, so I'm still carrying on the family legacy. But 
homicides, you know, the epitome of investigations. Yeah. So that would probably that would probably be my best my best guess of where I see myself. Nice. Um <clears throat> other than promotion, of course. Yeah. I figure at some point I'll get to uh the sergeant. If you two don't get promoted, I'll be mad. Uh, yo, I'll, I I'll s- just... <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm having too much fun with this podcast. I don't know if I'm ready for Why? it. Everybody that comes through said the same thing. So go ahead, Sarge. Because like, let, let, our schedule is going to change. And it's... Yeah, but I mean, you'll make it work for you. you yeah, might, I mean, you think if you start back off the patrol, right? So two and three, two and three, it gives you time mm-hmm. or throw a damn day. Getting a day off as a supervisor in patrol is a lot easier than an officer. Oh, I don't know. You know, this, this, this podcast got me. It's fun though. I like teaching. Where I'm at, I moved up and I love it. Like, yeah. like you said, you move further away from the from the grind. But I love teaching people some because they like. So like, <laughs> we had a whole class today about drugs, and I'm just like, I'm gonna teach this to y'all when we leave. Like, we don't have to. Yeah, I, I mean, dope. being a sergeant, especially on the investigative side, is it's like being the secondary on a case, right? I mean, you show up, you get to you get to be nosy, mm-hmm. you get to have the fun, ride the ride. But you don't gotta do any of the paperwork, mm-hmm. right? You know, I do mm-hmm. one. I do one thing: the twenty-four hour report, and that's it. Listen, and and I gotta get on a phone call every day and just tell the bosses what we have. I mean, it's it's very easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's back to one of those. You know, like when we first came out and shit hits the fan or something funny. You're like, man, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this. Right. You know, it's it's like free comedic relief, yeah. right? It's the same thing now as a sergeant. Like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to literally do this little bit. Of work, I, I want to shout out my two sergeants, but especially the one that I work for right now. He gives me full like freedom in investigating cases, and not because of that, it's allowed for more cases to be closed because he's not like controlling it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, "Hey, man," and I'm like, "He's like, hey, you think maybe we should look into this?" And I'm like, you're right I should do that and and that's what a sergeant does it's like did you look at this option right, right. did you weigh this option out right. you know instead of somebody's like this is what you're gonna do and you're gonna do it this way you're gonna and it's like what, yeah, what no, happened no 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 you get so much better performance when like you have so much freedom so no I, that's that's how all my phone calls are with my detectives I call them hey you know what's your next step on this or what did you plan on doing with this do we have anything on this it's never it's never I need you to. The only time I've done that was that self-inflicted. That's actually your guys <laughs> that we're working, and uh, it's not mine. Thank God. Uh, it's done. But you know, there was a possibility that the lady could have had some mental health issues. Initially, mm-hmm. we found out later she. That's not the case. But initially, that was what was thought. So, I went and was like, "Hey, I need you to go to the hospital and give the the." Uh, Nursing staff, a heads up. We may have a possible psych issue here. Um, I don't think we got to do an EP, but then they're like, well, Sarge. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold up, cat. Like, this is not up for debate. Right. You're going back to the hospital. You're telling the nurse this bitch might kill herself. Right. (laughs) That's all you got to do. Right. And that brings up an interesting point, if you don't mind. For the new listeners, right? If If somebody of rank tells you, hey, you know, they're really cool with you, and they're like, hey, this is what we're going to do. That's not 95-worthy. That's not... You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I feel like the line has been... Yeah, I mean, it's people are quick to, to write on people, whether it's, you know, officer, officer, detective, detective, or 
an officer detective on a sergeant or sergeant to a lieutenant. You got to have thick skin, but, <clears throat> but mean, there's a point where you're like, yeah, you know, one thing I learned when I was a sergeant in the military, again, going back to where you take some good, you see the bad, you develop yourself is the way I'm talking to you guys is the way I talk to my detectives. I don't, I mean, I might cuss, but I cuss here, you know, but I talk in this, <laughs> I, I cuss a lot. It doesn't matter. But, you know, I talk in this this manner, and that way, if I'm like, hey, I need you to do this, you're like, oh, shit, this is kind of serious. Right. And then if I'm like, hey, we need to fucking do this now, you're like, oh, this should have happened 10 minutes ago. Right. And, you know, that whole cussing and, now cussing, talking, but cussing at and, you know, screaming or berating somebody, that doesn't do shit. You know, and if you do it every day, it's going to get to, it's like how my daughter is my wife. My wife's crazy, and I'll tell her, you know, she's loud. She's from Dundalk. So she's loud, right? <laughs> so, shout out to Dundalk. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> So she's loud, and there's times where she tells my daughter to do something, my daughter's like, nah. But as soon as I'm like, Mackenzie, you need to do this. She's like, oh, okay, Dad. She's like, I don't know why she don't listen to me. I'm like, you yell all the time. Yeah. Stop she yelling. Can't tell the- I'm like, yeah. I'm like to her, that's a normal volume, right? And and you do the same thing, especially with us. See, excuse me. In the military, you could join. I joined at 17. I was a junior in high school. I went to basic training between the sum the, the summer between my junior and senior year. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm still a freaking kid. Mm-hmm. At least coming on as a cop, you're 21. You're an adult. You know, you either had some kind of professional work experience beforehand, or went to college. Excuse me. You know, you're not you're not those, wet behind the ears. Those Bavarian hops again, too. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of that. <laughs> so That's from Super Bad. <laughs> Shout out to them. So yeah, yeah, you know, so So like I said, I mean you at the end of the day we're all grown men or women. You wanna be spoke to that way. Mm-hmm. No one likes to be disrespected. Right, like, and at a, some point we could all <clears throat> say we've been disrespected on the job. Right. Yeah. And it's not cool, you know, and, uh, I mean, shit, one of the guys that, that disrespected me, I'm very close with, he helped me, he helped me, you know, get my shit together for the sergeant's test, but we had it out one time, we had an elevated discussion, and we're great, and, uh, so, I mean, it happens, yeah, you have that too. I mean, shit. The one day you and I butted heads <laughs> right before I went to Top Gun because you were you were pissed off. <clears throat> you? Yeah, it was dumb. Like not really butt heads. There was a miscommunication, but it was. Uh, I was going to Top Gun, and we had just gotten OID, and you were excited to be there, but we were rolling like super slow paced, and me having been in ops before, I was like, well, you learn to enjoy these kinds of things. Where you were like, what the fuck are we doing? I'm about to just go back to patrol. And so we talked. And because uh, you thought I was talking shit about it. I was like, no, hell no, no, no. I was like, but you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, like if, you know, you want to go back to patrol, I understand that. And you're like, I don't. But what the fuck are we doing here? And then when I was like, look, <laughs> some days it's slow as shit. Some days you're boom, boom, boom. And you're working 10 hours past. And you're like, where the hell? What the, what just happened? And you're like. All right, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I don't remember that. He always been a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he came to Northeast, 
He's ready to go. He's ready to go. So I can go back to LA and ride around with you. He's ready to go. Yeah, but but nah, it's always been love though. From that, yeah. But, oh yeah, yeah. No, that was just complete miscommunication. I, re- I remember that. Yeah. When you find your zen, yo. When you find your zen. Uh, this car accident. Age, <laughs> <laughs> what you think? Yeah, what you think? Nah. <laughs> I love him. And to think, oh, that yeah, I yeah. Me- and to think me when to think that I remember when I was an adult. When I was back in New York, oh my god, it's even worse. I can imagine. I can even worse. Menace to society. As soon as I met this motherfucker, I was like, yeah, "This is my guy." Like, good yeah, way. good dude. I mean, a heat-seeking torpedo. <laughs> Ready to jump off the rails. Don't matter. I mean, every time I see him back in the office now, he always seemed relaxed. He found I'm his zen. Place. He found I'm his cheek. Place. Yeah. I love where I'm at. But see that, and that's the thing. That's that's. But we have to go through that, you know. You do, and then you know, there's been conversations like that conversation. He's pulled me over a couple times, like yo, fam, shit, and and people now don't do that. Kids now is like, what? You trying to talk to me crazy? And then they come back and shoot you, fam. I was trying, I was looking out for you, right? You know, all the times he looked out for me. That conversation we had, remember that thing with that sergeant one time? You was there for that. Yes. Me and him were cool now. And it's like... I was speaking about the same one as well. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people talked about that guy. I mean, but it's like, you know, these these kids now, they, it's like you can't tell them nothing. But that's why I need to no, move I mean, up, though, yeah. And even these new patrol officers, it's like, yo, chill. How, you just graduated. They're like, yeah, I want to go back to DDU. I'm like, fam... If you don't have five years on in patrol, you don't know nothing. But, you know... One kid was like, let me just say, okay. one kid was like, yo, I want to go back there. I said, how many search warrants you run? He's like, none. I said, so why are you coming back here? Because if I'm on a shooting scene, <laughs> right? If I'm on a shooting scene and it's like, hey, this is happening right now. It's a red brick building with a green door. I need you on that computer, like, type in that warrant. Mm. Like ASAP. I, I can't, we don't have time for like, um, you got to go by? Like, what we doing? What? Right. Where, you, where you from? Yeah. Because it's happening. Like, you want to get that investigation. Like he said, when it says it, when it, when he said it goes 37 hours, it was 37 hours of work. Nonstop. So, I need this warrant. I'm calling this judge. I need this car warrant. Oh, oh, there's a DNA warrant involved now? I need that written up. So we don't can, have time for like some six month guy on patrol. Can there be I a minimum? Be back there, but a minimum what? Like, can there be a minimum of like certain things? Like you all are saying. So, like from from doing a show, like if you were to like if you were listen to all of the shows and compile the information, you could pretty much say like it's a minimum standard for you to be. So if I'm coming in fresh out of so on so forth, H talked about training. So I know like before I become a police officer, I have to go through training. That's the minimum standard for me to meet to do certain things. I have to shoot a certain thing for me to have oh, my yeah. gun that's in the fourth. Same academy. thing with but same thing for what you're saying. Like Dog, if you've not done a warrant, you shouldn't. It, it's it's no disrespect, but you just won't. Right. I won't know. So that's, that's academy talk. But here in Baltimore, you know, you know what makes us better than than most. You're not considered a rookie until you complete five years. A rookie in any other town is one year. Mm. Fam, Baltimore, you got to give me five. 
So on average, that's a difference right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To answer your question a little bit more, textbook. Thank you for cleaning that up. I appreciate it. Well, no, no. <laughs> the the textbook answer is most positions require at least two years minimum. Gotcha. To go to a specialized unit, whether that's that DDU, whatever, right. even downtown. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as performance, like. There can't be an arrest quota because that's against the law. Right. Search warrants, this and that, are preferable, not a requirement to go to these positions. Now, sometimes in the interview process, mm-hmm. if it if the question is approved by the Department of Justice now, due mm-hmm. to our consent decree, they will ask things like, have you written a search warrant? If you have, what kind, how many, Okay. you know, what what is the most notable case you have been a part of? What was your role in it? What was the outcome of it? They will ask things like that. Um, But, you know, back in the day, your ass wasn't going nowhere if you never got a search, if you never wrote a search on control. And it is difficult. I mean, especially running calls, but it requires the overtime. It requires the effort. Um, And these new, the new generation there, you might find, I'm just thinking the Southeast, for example. You might find two or three out mm-hmm. of 30, mm-hmm. excuse me, that are willing to to put forth effort. Mm. So, And those two, they don't even want to go back there. Yeah. And, w- and when it comes to, like, the district action team, people are so worried about getting indicted um, due to certain politicians and their aggressiveness. aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so then the pool, you know, is, is, mm. is, it's hard. There's gotcha. no pool. So like back when we all first started five years, like if you, like I did, I, I busted my ass and I got into a drug unit with a little over a year on, mm-hmm. which back then was a, I mean, I put, put mm-hmm. a lot of work in. I was told it's seven months. Hey, we're trying to get you upstairs. Six months later, they finally did. Hmm. To the point to where I stopped. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm done. That was me for the academy. I went, I had an interview three separate times in like three, oh, yeah. in like three years. Yeah. Mm. And the supervisor, my man, he said, uh, yo, put your 70 in, bro. He said. RG? Yep. It's my guy. Great guy. Great guy. Amazing dude. Love that man. And he said, yo, put your 70 in. Let me get a watch, bro, by the way. Right. I know, Hook right? us up. <laughs> Oh, gee. Send some this way, shit. All right. And, um, like, I've been through it already. I said, yo, three separate times I went for an interview. I did the whole thing, whole nine yards. I said, yo, Sarge, yo, um, I'm good on Adam Schiff. <laughs> so, remember that one? We put it together and I gave up. Yeah. So, to piggyback off what they're both saying, I gave up. I was like, one of the biggest selling points about Baltimore City Police. Besides the amount of overtime you can work, even with the budget cut, the amount of overtime you can work is you literally have the ability to do anything you want in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Any, I mean, every unit is available. Mm-hmm. The problem is the fucking stars have to align for the shit to happen. For instance, right? <laughs> I owned a horse, all right? So I was very, very skilled, well, relatively skilled. I'll proficient. Say, proficient. On a horse, I interviewed for the mounted unit. They wanted two of us. 
I came out number two. The only the guy that beat me, his family had a horse farm. Fair enough, right? right. Go figure. Yeah. He's probably the guy that donated to Both of us. Preakness. Slurpee. Neither of us ever went. They'll interview for positions, and you'll get these phone calls, these text messages from people in the unit. Hey, man, your name came up, blah, 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 blah. It sounds as good as gold. I'm going through it right now. Never happens. Yeah, wow. still going through it. <laughs> it it literally just happened to me uh, with a, another unit. It happened to me recently. Yeah, well, no, probably, it but, well, but at the same time, it, you that's yeah. the problem. That's right, we spoke about. Uh huh. <laughs> so I'm not saying it because who the hell knows what no, exactly about, nothing. Right, right. But yeah, uh, the opportunity is a one million percent there. Yeah, for mm. it to actually go through, right, is a freaking miracle. <laughs> yeah. Wow, because. And I got the 72. Mm-hmm. I went through the, the, for the third time. Went through the whole process, everything. Golden. Okay. I'm back, I'm, you know, back to Adam Schiff doing overnight on patrol. So I come in one night for roll call. Three of the supervisors, they looked at me. They said, Horton, what are you doing? I got roll call. Mm-hmm. I'm here for work. Now the order came out. You got to report to the academy zero seven hundred hours. You got to be there in about six hours, seven hours. <laughs> ain't tell you. See you later. Yep. Happened to me when we, when we were in the, looking real dumb. I'm sitting there, huh? Yeah. What happened? When we were in the Northeast, <laughs> when, when we got transferred to OID, <sighs> I was on um, paternity leave. Whatever you know, my wife just had our sex trophy. And um, my daughter, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. go back and forth with the slang Lord, Yeah, he got his whole album. Yo. <laughs> my my wonderful Slide daughter, absolutely. And so yeah, same shit happened, man. I was down. I was down at uh, Charles Street at the at the Fed building with the ATF. Um. One of my gun cases, you know, and uh, I'm down there. And next thing you know, it's a Friday or a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Friday. It doesn't fucking matter what day it was. Yeah, it was it, was it was going to the weekend. I get a call from TB. Hey, um, you just got transferred. You're getting transferred to OID. You're going to be in my squad. I'm like, okay, when's this effective? He's like, Sunday. You report Monday at, uh, what were you we working then? 10 to 6? Yeah. And I'm like, all so right. where you at now? I think that's where we reported, right? Mm-hmm. No, we reported to the southeast, southeast. And then drove to the. Yeah, yeah, to the barn. So, I'm like, all right. Uh, the eastern. It was the eastern. It was the eastern. It was the eastern. So, I'm like, all right. Um, well, what am I supposed to do for the weekend? He's like. You're off the weekend. I was like, well, I'm supposed to work. He's like, not now. You're off. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> 10 4. See like, you Monday. Hey. So I came back and I was like, hey, just let you guys know, I got transferred apparently. It was two days. It, now, this came out on March 9th, but it was effective the 7th. Yeah. So they're a little bit better with it now. Now they'll put it out on Fridays. It'll be effective that Sunday. That Sunday, yep. But yeah. back then, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. This was effective two days ago. Right. I don't even remember my call. All I remember yeah. was like, this is your office. And it was like, the jail cell's my office? So we went to the bar and then we had a nice spot. <laughs> yeah. 
Except like, they ain't got no damn cell phone service. Yeah, right. Yeah. The hell. I switched over to T-Mobile for that one year and ordered <laughs> to switch back right back. I was like, man, what the fuck? No cell phone service. No cell phone service. But my first office was a jail cell. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because uh, some other guys, that's their only office right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> thanks to them, we're but the one. Yo, but that's, that's but the that, type of shit we, like, we deal with. But thanks to them, <laughs> that unit that we were in yeah. got disbanded. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So, I mean, it is what it is. Like, people laugh. They're like, oh, what unit were you in OID? And I was like, well, it fucking changed like three times. Yeah. At first, we were like Eastside Violence Reduction Team. And then, I don't know what the fucking one was. One of them was literally Gun Trace Task Force. There was three squads. And the way they did it, one lieutenant ran Gun Trace Task Force, including the fucked up ones. Because it was just, it was just easier. Mm-hmm. And the other one ran Ceasefire. Whether it was East Side, West Side, Ceasefire, mm-hmm. and then the other one was Gun Trace Task Force. Mm. So <laughs> I was on that side. <laughs> right. So I always mess around with the attorneys because I'm like, hey, you know some of my reports, uh, where it says command, GTTF is on there. <laughs> Lucky for me, I was on the other side. <laughs> yeah, you are. But uh, another disclaimer I had nothing to do with those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I always turned away from anything they were involved in. But. No, but that's that's just the way it is on these certain departments. But man, all you guys in patrol, man, just just learn the job, man. Like yeah. I know the same call repeatedly is like, but we went to the same calls, and that's what happens. Complacency. Like one day you are gonna go to that call, and it ain't gonna be that that dude that you always go to. Hey, man, just you know, take your medicine. He's gonna wig out. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I mean, look at the two officers in Hartford County. God bless mm-hmm. their souls. I mean, right. it was just a normal, hey, wonderful, warm with a crazy guy call. And Shit went left. Yeah, way left. Way left. Like, learn, embrace, embrace patrol. Just keep your head low, man. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Learn like, the basics. Learn the basics, I, and the rest will fall into place. That's I, it. I still say patrol's the spot to be. Patrol's awesome. You just got to put your time in. That's you it. just got to put your time in. I got it. You're in the I car. get it. In the year you want to go to another unit. Chill out, learn the job. Those other units, but it's like they come to like DDU or something like that, and then they realize, wait a minute, I'm actually working harder, a whole lot more. Yeah, Hell yeah. harder. I mean, it's administrative. You know, it's Mad not administrative. It's not, it's not physically per se. It's not just one report. Staying awake, but yeah. but what I'm saying is like we have multiple reports to deal with. Right, we read reports all day. And we're putting them in the system. Them, we're putting the reports they give us in the system. And you only wrote one report today, and you're you're home right now. Mm. I'm still dealing with this, dealing with a shooting from two months ago. Like, so being in patrol is definitely it's more physical, and then it's more physical. Yeah, once you start to move up, it's more the more the analyst. So you got to really think and it's a whole getting out of the car, going back in the car, getting out of the car, going back in the car. It's more investigation, but you're by yourself. More, more, yeah, more endless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, it, when your time is right, you'll be, you know, you're yeah. Your, when your time, grow. I, I'm right so happy you said that. Hey, by time comes, man. Don't rush it. Like, like after my first year in the street, I went. I applied for DDU, mm-hmm. and they asked me every question. I only could give them what my experience was. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, so, they asked so, me. Right, my, my DDU interview—not this one, but before as a detective, my DDU interview was more in depth 
in my citywide shooting interview. Mm. They gave me a map with some scenarios about carjackings. It was like, what's the pattern? Wow. I was like, well, well, hold up. Yeah, yeah. Time out. Like, I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought he was like, I just thought I could show up and look cute in my, in my, in my suit. Right, man. Like, I got my Ferragamos on, man. I'm trying right. to look cute. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Killed the game. Okay. This kid was in a drug unit. <laughs> you know, he was in our unit and he used to show up at Ferragamos. We're like, chilling. What are you doing? He's like, chilling. He's like, yeah, today's a good day. Like, I wear, what? I wear, I, I wear in the work now. They're like, shit, case is getting closed today. These are my lucky shoes. Those are your lucky shoes. Thanks like, a lot to uh, TB for making me buy those. Right. He's like, yo, these are my lucky shoes. I'm like, right on. But see, I knew I wasn't going to get it. And then it was mm. like, well, what made you want to? I said, you know, I wanted to get the experience. Right. All right. At least let me like at least let me come see what it's like the interview right. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what I got to touch up on. I know I ain't have enough time. Mm-hmm. But I saw the open. I said, "Fuck it, let me just go for the interview." Mm-hmm. They bust out laughing. They said, "They said we're not laughing at you. We're just laughing at it's amazing to see you do that." Yeah. So the lieutenant, it was the lieutenant and two sergeants, mm-hmm. and they said, "So next time we 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 put put out for this thing, this opening, we want you to nail this. So yeah. notice, yeah, notice, yeah, yeah. notice. You know what I'm saying? They they give you That's gems dope. while you there." Because they see you got yeah. the year on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, and that's the thing. When they post, if you're interested, you got to put in. Because there's a chance if you do not, you might not ever might get, not there. get there. Because yeah. mm. you're like, well, shit, you didn't show interest last yep. time. What the hell now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? It's funny you said it. You oh, let me guess. You just want to get out of patrol. Because they right. see your face. Mm-hmm. They see your hunger. Mm-hmm. They see your, you know. Your, your, your interviewing skills while they talking to you they dissecting mm-hmm. everything about you what comes out of your mouth did you bring a resume none of your motherfuckers went to a, a interview without a resume or even if he doesn't again. ask for it right bring, bring it, it. Yeah, bring yep. it. Bring absolutely it. That, that can make the difference absolutely yeah. those are the little things that like stand out for sure yeah. and that helps your career yeah yeah but with all I said man we, we love we love Baltimore City we love what we do oh yeah Sarge you got any shout outs just want to give a shout out to you know my family for uh, being supportive and uh, my older family for you know paving the way to, to set me up with a a good career I can be proud of I can hang my hat on and and uh, just all those that help guide me along the way to be the person I am. Awesome. Oh yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you're here too, bro. Oh and yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Your leadership shows, man. Amazing. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Love you more, bro. Yeah, hey, right back at you. All right, folks. It's episode sixty nine. I'd like to thank my brother, Kincaid, for coming through. Been knowing this man for over 10 years now. Same Word. academy class. Dre was, what, two classes behind us, but we all served the same thing. Oh, yeah. Over 10 years, and it's going to be fun for the next 10 years. But uh, that being said, stay safe. You know, take care. Work hard. Dre, what you got? Peace and love, and uh, listen to Nina Simone in the background talk about Baltimore. All day. Triple C. Yo, just everybody just stay positive and stay out of trouble. That's it. All right, people. We love you. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. You ever heard this song? Like it. Views 
and opinions expressed on the Silverback podcast are those of the hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.